It's exciting how many potential sources of revenue exist for artists in 2023, as long as they can actually track and monetize those revenue streams. Happily, entrepreneurs in the tech sector continue to spring up to help artists capitalize on these new revenue streams. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we look at a company that is working to capture a new revenue stream for artists by facilitating the correct licensing of music for use in performance sports. It's all coming up on the future of what? Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lick the crumbs from your table? Can I interfere in your crisis? No, mind your own business. No, mind your own business. My guest today is Chantal Epp. She is the founder and CEO of Click and Clear. Chantal, welcome to the future of what? Hi, great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm super happy to have you. So today we are talking about how that intersection of music, of tech and music has really improved in the last five to eight years, I would say. We're really starting to see some great companies come into the marketplace and yours is one of them. And I really wanted to, you know, we want to always celebrate entrepreneurship and especially female entrepreneurship. It's pretty great. So I wanted to just ask you to tell me the story of sort of the journey from the idea uh, of Click and Clear to the reality. Yeah, so I have a kind of unusual journey, I, I guess I could say. So I was working in music licensing, but I'm also a world champion cheerleader. And the company, the music licensing company that I was working for, sadly, went into administration the same time, roughly, that cheerleading was sued by a major label. And so I walked into work one day and was told, you don't have a job to come back to. (laughs) And then also later that week had found out that cheerleading were changing their rules around using music and that commercial music had to be licensed. And I thought to myself, well, how on earth are they going to do that? (laughs) The licensing process is complicated, um, time-consuming, and I know that they all want to use commercial songs. So I kind of set myself up the task of solving that problem, and it's been quite a wild ride, but definitely a really exciting one and has allowed me to combine my two passions. That's amazing. So who did you have to reach out to? I mean, you had to find someone in the tech sector who could build something for you, right? Yeah, that, that was always a challenge. Um, I'm not a techie myself. I have a little bit of understanding in terms of building tech and some basic, basic coding knowledge. But initially, I basically I actually got a kind of government-backed uh, startup loan to get the legal agreements done first, because that was step number one. No point creating the, the tech unless rights holders were actually going to work with us. So um, created the legal agreements, and then I used a third-party kind of marketplace platform for probably the first year or so to kind of use that as a proof of concept before then actually getting investment which then meant I could actually afford to hire a developer and start building out the system but the first platform we built was actually um, we had a contractor who actually works in the music industry um, recently sold his company and he helped us build our rights management database which was all to do with the ingestion process of music into our platform which is very much the foundation of everything that we do and of course made the most sense to be the first platform that we built. So Click and Clear is a platform for licensing music for use in performance sports. Yes. So what what does that include? 
So that includes sports uh, where music is intrinsic to the routine. So dance, gymnastics, figure skating, cheerleading, dressage, indoor skydiving. I recently came across artistic roller skating. It also includes things like marching bands, show choirs. It's quite a wide range of kind of sports and performing arts that you just would have never thought needed to kind of license music. And I think being in that unique position with that lived experience, I really knew and understood it from both the music side and the sports side and could really kind of put it all together to create that solution. That's amazing. So now how does it work? How do people use it? So from a rights holder side of things, we put direct deals in place with them to clear the specialist set of rights, music rights that are required by these performance sports or choreographed sports is another term we've we use and once we've got that music in our system it goes through our rights management database to get matched on the both the label and publishing side as a licensing company we cannot make music available on our platform unless we have fully cleared both sides of the the music so that goes into our system and, and is then made available on our licensing platform which is the marketplace for the the teams or the athletes themselves who are searching for music to use in their routines and they go on there to actually license the music on a per track basis gives them the right to use that music for the year which is typically in line with a season in the country in which they are competing in and if they're competing in multiple countries they can add additional countries to that license so we're largely targeting the teams themselves but the way we go about it is more of a sort of b2b relationship So sports are in this kind of unique situation where they kind of act as like little governments, I like to say. You've got like an international federation who kind of writes the rules and regulations for the sport, be it kind of safety rules, the skills that you need to do in order to achieve X, Y and Z um, points. And so they actually have the power to enforce licensing. So we put kind of partnership deals in place with those organizations to educate teams about licensing music and then to actually enforce it but it's all good and well telling people you have to do this Uh, you have to license the music Um, you actually also need ways to enforce it through technology and so we built a another platform which is our license verification system which does exactly that it's kind of like a content id tool but for in-person sporting competitions and so the athletes submit their music when they go to the competitions It uses audio recognition technology to identify the music being used and then cross-references that against the license agreement that they should have already purchased to make sure that they have actually licensed that music. And then the federation is able to kind of decide what happens from there, whether or not they need to change their music, compete without music or whatever it may be. Chantal, this is crazy. Like, this is so big. (laughs) There's so many aspects to this. I mean, there's... You know, the whole sort of liaising with the music industry to license the music then and, and deal with the rights holders and then figure out all the different international rules surrounding, you know, I mean, there's different bodies in every territory that you would have to, you know, understand how to use music and, and how to license music in different territories. And then there's the whole front-facing platform where you actually are interacting with, you know, providing a place for people to go and, you know, click and clear their music. And then there's this enforcement piece. I mean, this is bananas. Do you have like a thousand employees? (laughs) Like, How did you do this? (laughs) 
No, we are a small but mighty team. And I think with, with sports, it's kind of easier from a sales aspect because there's a smaller number of deals that we need to do that kind of unlocks the masses. So when we deal with those international federations, um, that grants us access to thousands of, of teams. So for example, we did this deal with the National Federation of High Schools. They look after 19 and a half thousand high schools in the US, all doing cheer, dance, gymnastics, marching band, show choir. So already, I mean, you're, you're unlocking thousands of opportunities there in terms of licensing. And so that makes it a little easier. The, the tech has been a challenge you know it's been a process of over the years kind of building that technology and I guess we're focusing on really the core elements not adding in all the bells and whistles until we're we're needing to really we're having to be a little bit reactive in some situations as well but we have had support from the UK government with some grants in terms of building out some of our technology which has really really helped and then the rights holder side of things I mean for a lot of them it makes makes a lot of sense kind of a no-brainer new opportunity so why wouldn't you give it a go exactly I mean the I feel like that is the name of the game right now in the music industry is there are all of these opportunities out there all these potential new revenue streams for artists and labels and it's uh, and rights holders in general and and it's just a question of how do we tap into that so obviously companies like Click and Clear are really helpful because you guys are doing all the hard work to make it possible for those revenue streams to be captured, which is amazing. So congratulations, Thank you. kudos. I know you've gotten a lot of grants and a lot of accolades, so I think it's all well-deserved. I'm really blown away that you don't have a thousand people working for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask is, so your regulation tool or your tool that that makes sure that people are are, are properly using licensed music, is, are those for only international competitions? Are they for national level competitions? I mean, because I do dressage, but I'm here to tell you nobody is, you know, if I were to use a song in a dressage competition, you know, around the corner, I don't think at those local levels people are caring. Yeah, it's it's kind of a process of education. So that verification system uh, can be implemented at all levels. We're typically starting at the world championship level. I don't know why, but these sports seem to like to test these things at the world championships <laughs> first. <laughs> so, for example, the gymnastics junior world championships is actually happening right now as we speak. And they used our verification system to check all the music and manage all of those licenses to understand the situation there. And the next step with them is actually to roll it out at a national level to each national federation that sits under the international federation. And then the step lower at the regional level where you've got the sort of club teams and uh, those smaller competitions or like more amateur kind of level of the sport. But that's why it's so important to, to have that relationship with the international federation because they have that power to say, well, these are the rules for the sport. It's funny you mentioned dressage because we have been in conversations with the International Federation there and hoping to kind of catch up with them again very soon. But they know that it's a problem in dressage. And and most of these sports do know that it's a problem. And it's a case of kind of a process of working towards that resolution. Right, right. And certainly at the world championship level, I mean, you know, obviously people need to be paying for that music because that's on a world stage. It's watched by, you know, tens of thousands of people. And then it also gets put on YouTube. So yeah. <laughs> you have to make sure it's that their music... biggest, It's their biggest risk. So yeah. I think that's really why they start there and then we filter it down. But having said that, like the National Federation of, of High Schools, the deal that we did there, 
that's for all of the the state competitions, all the high school state competitions, be it the the sort of lower level side of the sport to the the larger competitions that they're running. So that is already starting to be implemented across the board. Absolutely. Now, I know that you also are an advocate for disabilities in sports. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So I basically got involved in disability inclusive cheerleading a few years ago now and met my my partner who is a wheelchair user and before the pandemic we were traveling all around the world growing disability inclusive cheerleading he basically created that whole side of the sport so kind of an entrepreneur but in building sports uh, which i didn't think was a thing um but there you go so he created that side and we've been going around kind of popularizing that and before the pandemic as i said we was showcasing all around the world. We helped, I think, about 17 countries start their own disability inclusive cheerleading teams. And it's it's always at the heart of everything that we do. Even outside of sport, I try to be as inclusive and diverse as I can. The company, people in the company have disabilities and neurodiversity, and we do everything we can to support that. And I think the work with him and uh, running workshops all around the world, even in China and Russia, about disability inclusion, it really opens your eyes and teaches you a lot. Amazing. Well, Chantal Up is the founder and CEO of Click and Clear. I always enjoy talking to you, and thank you so much for being with me today on The Future of What. Thank you very much for having me. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by The Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Masuzu Ainaga at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your ice cream?